Shaletta is here. She is on the John Schuster Coldwall Banker Hotline. Hello. Tell the public what happened to you this morning, the surprise which took place. A surprise, <laughs> if people are honest, a surprise that has happened to parent after parent after parent. You are not atypical in this situation. Okay, I thought it was just me. I wake up this morning and I'm wondering why I got one coloring, one on the iPad and another um, just kind of hanging out and reading and listening to some music. I'm like, what are y'all doing? Um, you know, we got to get up. We got to get ready for school. Put that iPad up. It's 7.15. You know the rules. At 7.15, you, you get up and start getting ready for school. And they said, Mom, there is no school. I said, honey, that's Monday. It's President's Day. I understand that. That I know. But this is Friday. Uh, uh, Dr. King was not born, uh, uh, and he did not die today. Now, I know it's Black History Month, but I don't believe today is the day that Rosa Parks refused to get up um, and, and give up her seat on the bus to the white man who was trying to make her go to the back. There's nothing that happened today. I, I know my February history. I might not know uh, when when the declaration was signed, but I know my, my history yeah. in, in February. Trust me, and, you've and shared it with us many, today. many, many yes, times. Yes, yes, yes. Nothing, nothing special happened today that would require, hold on, get out of them chips. Uh, nothing happened. See, look, see, this is what I'm talking about. So, so they out of school. I didn't know. <laughs> we did. Okay? We did video of this right now. I had no now. idea. I had no idea they were out of school. And so I got a meeting at nine, a meeting at ten, a meeting at eleven, yeah. a meeting at twelve. I'm talking to you. So I'm rescheduling stuff. Right. I'm so sorry. Can we meet next Tuesday? Would Friday, uh, next week, Friday work for you? How about Monday morning? Do you have a – I mean, I, you know, it's y'all. We family. So I can wipe my kids' butt, okay? I can yell at them and tell them to get out the chips until they finish lunch. Uh, I can do that with y'all. I can't do that with somebody who don't know me. They might call the social worker or something. Which chips and which child? Uh, what was happening there? That was Daniel, the yep. little stinker. Yep. Yeah. That, see, see, see. The one thing is that Andrew, he's 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 my um he's my lawyer. He's going to be the negotiator. Yep. He's going to give me the reason why something should or should not be done. Uh, Brandon is never going to bother anybody. He is the child who will sit and be quiet. He's not going. If anybody, he's tells a lot like Brandon, me. Yeah, uh, no, Sit actually, like quiet. Dan Cook. No. He's like Dan Cook. Yeah. Uh, if anybody ever says Brandon was bothering me, they're lying. They can't be trusted. Uh, uh, Cameron is a little bossy. I'm not sure where she gets it from. Maybe Sean's mama. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure. Maybe can't Sean's imagine. mama was bossy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then Daniel is the stinker. He's quietly... And, and secretly sneaky. Yeah. A lot of people don't I like know. That. A lot like I Sean. like that. A lot, a lot That's like very Sean. Good. A lot like Dave Your Harrigan. Husband. Yep. Yes, yes. A lot like Dave, my ex-husband. A lot like Dave Harrigan. Because you won't know Dave Harrigan to sneak up on you. See, you don't know that. He's he's nice and he smiles and he sees, but nice. he's sneaky. Eh. He's sneaky. Yeah. And so um, they're supposed to be sitting down eating their lunch, right? And I, I'm, I'm on the phone with you. I look at the corner of my eye, and all of a sudden, the 18-bag classic mix of the Ruffles, Fritos, Cheetos, Lays, and Doritos, oh, that... Nacho, and Cool Ranch. Oh, that's a great combo. That's being invaded. That's being invaded right now. All right. Well, here's what we'll do. To help you out, we'll do one <laughs> long segment here. <laughs> And then you you, uh, you get the rope out and try to corral everybody. I've been there before. I wanna, I'm going to put you on hold so you can hear this. 
This is a topic we discussed at length yesterday, but there's still tentacles to it today. Okay. This is on the CNN Morning Show with Don Lemon, Poppy Harlow, Caitlin Collins. This is after they're talking about Nikki Haley. And Nikki Haley, one of her main themes is it's time to push the older folks out. It's time for a new generation and the word prime is used in a different example. So now here is Don Lemon reacting to what Nikki Haley had to say. Take it in again, America. This whole talk about age makes me uncomfortable. I think that I think it's the wrong road to go down. She says people, you know, politicians or something are not in their prime. Nikki Haley isn't in her prime. Sorry. When a woman is considered to be in her prime in her 20s and 30s and maybe 40s. What do you that's talk? Not acor- Wait. I, that's not according to me. Prime for what? Uh, it depends. I mean, it's just like prime. If you look it up, it'll. If you, look if it you up. Google when is a woman in her prime, it'll say twenties, thirties, and forties. I don't necessarily. Forties. Oh, I got it. In I'm not saying decade. I agree with that. So I think she has to be careful about saying that. Well, you know, politicians aren't in their I think prime. You need, need to qualify. Are you talking about prime for like childbearing, yeah, or are you talking about the prime for just being say president? What the facts are. Google it. Everybody at home. When is a woman in her prime? It says 20s, 30s, and 40s. And I'm just saying Nikki Haley should be careful about saying that politicians are not in their prime and they need to be in their prime when they serve because she wouldn't be in her prime, according to Google Google or whatever it is. (laughs) How about that? He Mm. utterly putting their best people on when they uh, are using Google as a reference. That's that's a trusted newsman right there. Utterly ridiculous, insulting. Uh, We talked a lot about it yesterday, then we got into age and ageism. So then later in the day, he puts out this word salad of... Oh, my God. Not the word salad. Kind of an apology, whatever. The reference... This is Lemon now on Twitter. The reference I made to a woman's prime this morning was inartful and irrelevant. Inartful? Yeah, exactly. As colleagues and loved ones have pointed out, and I regret it. A woman's age doesn't define her either personally or professionally. I have countless women in my life who prove that every day. How about I was wrong? I was insulting. I apologize. This is just him, in my view, wanting to stand by what he said, but the bosses are telling him he had to apologize. So guess what? That wasn't good enough because now the reporting is that this morning, even though he was off the show, that's oh. not a that's not a coincidence that he wasn't on the show today. No, it was not a coincidence. But that he was a part of an editorial meeting and he more genuinely apologized. Mm, oh my God. How how dumb do these people think we are with exactly. with the editorial? And it was just a coincidence. We didn't pull him off right after he said something so stupid and alienated two-thirds of our viewers. Listen, if you're going to say something like that, either apologize for being dumb or stand by it. I'm so sick of the people who uh, apologize kind of halfway or, you know, say I'm sorry in a way that somehow still makes them feel like they meant what they said. Either say it 
and don't take it back. Yep. Or or truly and genuinely apologize and say, you know what? I said that and I was all wrong. I'm a trusted newsman. I shouldn't be using Google as a source of information that I'm about to spew on C freaking N freaking N. Yep. This is a major news network, 24 hours a day. People come to us to find out what is going on around the world, and I'm giving them Google facts. Are you kidding me? Tom Brokaw ought to be sitting up right now like, what the hell did this dude just say? Where is Walter Cronkite when you need him? I mean, you know, if Don Lemon is going to keep a job, he ought to act like he might want to do better than what he just did. It is amazing how consistent this is, where someone says something and they're just wrong. In, In whatever category it might be, But their hubris, hubris, their arrogance, they don't want to just say, I was wrong. I quickly realized my mistake. I hope you give me an opportunity to earn your trust back. But there is no denying that it was insulting what I said. But no, inartful, irrelevant. Inartful. Just BS. Oh, my God. Did he get that on Google, too? Did he find an artful on Google, too? I, I just I just would appreciate it if you say, you know what, I'm going to stand by it. When I said a woman in her prime, this is what I meant, and, and I believe it, and I'm sorry if you don't agree with me, but here it is. You know, or, you know, I really messed up on this. I, I shouldn't have said that. I was absolutely wrong. This is not appropriate. I've learned from my mistakes. But no, uh-uh, not this dude. No, no. Uh-uh. he gonna, he going he gonna to keep the party going. Okay, so we've been saved. I could actually do another segment because Sean just showed up oh. with Raising Cane. Right. Praise the Lord. Oh, but very this good. is what I want to talk about in the next segment, if, if, if it's okay with you, Chair Hunter. Sure, tell me. Should every kid in the class get a Valentine treat? Oh. Now, I say that to say this. I say that to say this. You're not going to bully my baby all semester and then think we're going to bust up in class with a Valentine card for you because the teacher said that everybody has to get a Valentine oh, card. Oh, let's go. What's wrong with the world today? Let's... Everybody don't get a card. No. If you mean all semester and it's Valentine's Day, this is the no. time to show no. you. No, I agree. I agree. Uh, like Harrigan. Harrigan bullies me throughout the year, and then he was disappointed. I, know. I, know. I didn't give him a Valentine. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, no, mm-hmm. no. Nice. Well, we need to talk about that. Okay, right. I could do another segment. Sean just showed up with food. So, what a, what a, chip so in other words, your husband came back home. There's a surprise. <laughs> 19 past one. More with Feisty Shaletta here on CCO. Uh, 23 past one. Part two of Feisty Friday with at Shaletta's Funny. At Shaletta's Funny. Did you realize that picture today that I posted was Major Garrett? No, I did not. The young, handsome... A lot of hair, Major mm. Garrett in the early 80s in Amarillo, Texas. Baby, yeah. the hot spot, Check. Mm, the love hub. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. check it out at Chad Hartman Show, at Chad Hartman Show, if you want to see like a 28, 29-year-old Major Garrett. Okay, mm. set this up in class. Apparently, everybody, no matter what, has to give everybody else a Valentine. Is that correct? That is correct. Well, that's right. That is correct. That is what is going on. You know, you get the note from the teacher. Here are the names of the students. 
And please remember, this is the note coming home now. Please remember that you must either provide a val you have to provide a, a Valentine for every child. You need to bring one for every student. And you know, that is the problem with America today. Nobody wants to take responsibility for their actions. They don't think the actions have consequences. They think they can storm the Capitol and not go to jail because they bullied the classmates in third grade and still got a valentine. If you're going to sit your mean self in class and be unkind to kids and think that on Valentine's Day somebody's supposed to show you love when you have not been loving, you are sadly mistaken. If your mama and daddy are not going to teach you that lesson, let me help you. You are not going to get a Valentine from my child if you don't set yourself up in there and been mean all semester long. I'm sorry. I'm with you 100%. I, I get the concept. Mm-mm. I get the theory. But if you have kids who are mean, who are cruel, especially if it's to your kid, you shouldn't spend one second, one penny, thinking, how can I get Fred, the mean ogre, or <laughs> Sally, the you-know-what with the B-word, a car? Too bad. You're off the list, and there's no there's no debating it. You're off the list. Oh, no, they want to debate you because those kids, they may need love more than anybody. Well, they better start showing it. Yeah. And, and that's what is wrong right now. We are li- we are living in a generation where the kids who got the participation trophies and the blue ribbons for just showing up, they are running the country. They are in charge. They are in the workplace, and we are all paying the price. Okay, somebody got to teach somebody's child at some point. You uh, cannot walk around in life and not have consequences for your actions. If you are not loving, you likely won't receive love. Oh, but these kids, they're the ones who need it the most. Well, they better get it at home because I ain't buying them no damn Valentine's Day card. I'm sorry. Can I give you one of my worst moments? What are you shaking your head about, Harrigan? I mean, you're so. I'm no Harrigan. I'm no Harrigan that's not on the other side of this. Shaletta, you're a Christian woman. I believe Jesus said if somebody raises their hand in anger towards you, you turn the other cheek and slide them a valentine. Not with my kid. No, 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 no. In fact, I'll give you an example. Just So Hunter, my oldest. Kill him with kindness. Is uh, at Little Flowers Montessori. Oh, that sounds lovely. Mm. Preethi is a saint. I hope uh, Little Flowers Montessori. Is doing well, and Preeti, if somehow this gets to you, you're one of the most amazing people I've ever met. So this is about a year into Hunter at Little Flowers, and he might be like three. Might be two. I don't remember precisely. Hunter was getting bullied by a kid, and we had uh, talked with the folks, and nothing had changed. So it was an open house, and somebody who might have my name, might look like me, might have walked up to said kid and said... If you keep bullying Hunter, we're going to have a problem. <laughs> Woo! Whoa! This is me. Ooh. This is me at like 32 to a three-year-old. <laughs> okay. So then wait for it. Wait for it. So then about 15 minutes later, this big gentleman comes up to me and says, Ooh. Are you Chad? Oh. I go, on Chad. I just want to tell you something. My son, Dave, right over there. He goes to school, and he points at the kid, and I'm thinking, here we go. 
it's over. He goes, <laughs> I love this one, Brewer and I go there. I love your show with Dan. I listen every day. And when I found out Dave, my son, was in school with your son, and I thought I had a chance to meet you, I couldn't wait to do it. Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> Kathleen's like right next to She's right there. She's just dying laughing because she thought I was going to get my ass kicked right there. And she thought I acted so inappropriate. I think she wanted me. To, I mean, maybe really you would have earned it. Yeah, I would have earned it. I mean, I muscled oh up God. on the three-year-old kid at Montessori you, School. You had already tensed up and braced for the hit. I was ready. He was. I, he, I don't think he was the captain of the Plymouth Police Department, but he was like, like number two or number three guy. And I'm muscling up on a three-year-old kid. Hey. So in other words, no Valentine for that kid, and no Valentine for anybody who was muscling up on any of our kids. You know, that's right, that's right. And Jesus knows my heart. Okay. I put a little extra in the in the in the plate at church. I put a little extra two three dollars and ask for forgiveness. That's why he died so that I could be forgiven. That's it. If it's a sin, I'm gonna ask for forgiveness. Hey. But I'll be doggone if I give the main kid a Valentine's Day card. And you know what? If he feels bad about not getting a card, if he feels like he hasn't been included. Then maybe he'll change his ways. Maybe he'll be nicer. Maybe you Thank know you. he'll have a spirit of conviction and correct his actions. But why would he correct it if we're going to go ahead and overlook it? That's the problem. We are overlooking stuff, and people are not making corrections in their lives. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's mm-hmm. be honest. The way the story worked out, maybe Jesus shouldn't have trusted everybody the whole time. I mean, God, <laughs> Hello? I mean, Hello? he should not. I wouldn't have got up on the cross. No, y'all. no, okay? I mean, he. We're, we're all glad he made the comeback, but guess what? If he yeah, wouldn't have trusted yeah. those people the first time, there would have no need for a comeback. I feel vindicated about what I did at school to three-year-old. You should not. You should not at all. Yes. You should not. Thank you. If you want to send some raising canes down here, we'd, uh, we'd take it, too. Baby, it is gone already. Yeah, not gone. not mm-hmm. surprised. Thank you. Mm-hmm. 30 past one. Shaletta, she is on tomorrow, 11 to 3. It is Michael Jordan's birthday today. It is Jim Brown's birthday today. Is that the best combo? Because the other combo that comes to mind, Tiger, LeBron, Sandy Koufax, all born the same day. Now, Jim Brown, if we just look on the field, amazing. If you look at Jim Brown off the field for civil rights, Amazing to a lot of us. Jim Brown, what he did to some women, horrific. But if it's just exploits, and you got to pick the birthday, Tiger and Jim Brown make the argument the two best to ever play their sport. Excuse me, MJ, MJ, MJ and Jim Brown, I apologize, versus Tiger, LeBron, and Sandy Koufax. What about July 13th, which happens to be Spud Webb and myself? Spud Webb once got very mad at me. What, make fun of him, too? Well, no, I he's said that. Well, are no. you about as big as a three-year-old so I can pick on you? Yeah, I know. He's just a jerk. I, I was calling games, and I pointed out that they just acquired him for cap room. <laughs> That's when you actually told the truth calling games, which is like a no, very novel concept. Um, um, but, yeah, they came back and confronted me. 
I should have used Flip's line, the truth can't be controversial. But... <laughs> and guess what? He was gone after a year, and I was vindicated. This horrible story involving a three-year-old and a gun. It's not the first time we talked about it. We'll talk about it again when we come back on your bullying leader, WCCO. How many times have we discussed a story like this? Unforgivable, never even should be a possibility, and this should involve a lengthy, lengthy prison sentence. I want you to chime in on this, too. 651-461-9226. Three-year-old boy in Florida died after shooting himself with a handgun stored in the parents' bedroom. Deputies responded to one of the worst calls imaginable a couple nights ago. Sheriff said during a news conference yesterday, the parents, they went grocery shopping. They went to Publix. They left their 16-year-old daughter in charge of the younger kids, seven and three. The sheriff said, for some reason, I don't know the reason, and I don't know if we'll ever know the reason, the three-year-old wandered into the bedroom and wandered to the end table picked a gun out of the table, turned it towards himself, and shot himself point blank range. This is a three-year-old child. Three-year-old child. He was stored in the nightstand next to the parent's bed. Guess what? Second firearm was in the home, a Glock on top of the fridge. This is what was taking place at this house. A Glock on the fridge... And another gun on the side of the bed. There was a safe in the bedroom. Guess what? It was inoperable. Investigators will look into how long that safe was not working. A violation of safe stores firearms is a second-degree misdemeanor. Under Florida law, the following accidental shooting child no arrest shall be made prior to seven days after the date of the shooting. With respect to any parent or guardian or deceased minor, the investigating officers are under the law supposed to file their findings and evidence with the state attorney's office with regard to violations, and the state attorney will evaluate it and take such action. The State Department of Children and Families responded to the scene and is aiding and supervising the family. There's a message here to all parents that own guns. The message is if you have little ones, even if you have teenagers, you got to lock them up, man. Okay, I've talked about this before. And I was the outlier with uh, Cook and Carter when we talked about this in multiple cases, uh, Dave. We had the one years ago here where on the bed a gun was underneath the pillows and a child found it and the child ended up shooting another child, if I remember that right. And we've had so many others. And then the debate becomes the parents' decision, their negligence, cost them the life of a three-year-old. They cannot be punished worse. So why punish them anymore with prison? I don't disagree on, on part one, that the pain 
of prison will not touch the fact that your incredible lack of responsibility ended your child's life, a son. But I am sorry. The number one responsibility you have have as a parent or a guardian is the safety of your child or your children. And to have a gun, night table, a Glock on top of the refrigerator, no responsibility at all. None. Zero. You know what you do if the safe isn't working? You take it out of the house. You put it somewhere else. Prison should be in the conversation. And if I was the judge or if I was a juror, I would find out who was in charge of this and I would punish them. And if both, I would punish them. And I get the other side. No, wait a second. The three-year-old killed himself, and now you're willing to send the others to prison? And so now the 13-year-old and 7-year-old lose not only their brother, but also their parents. You cannot do this without criminality involved. And I get that it puts these kids in incredibly difficult responsibility. I'm sorry. I am sorry. That is something where I am not going to just have the conversation of, well, can it really hurt him any worse? What do you think? 651 461 I'll start with you first, Dave. When we come back, I'm sure some people agree with me. I'm sure others think I'm, I'm being too narrow-minded, too callous. Chime in. Phone calls. I would love phone calls on this. Texts also work. Cities 1, talk and text line. 651-461. Nine two two six. I want more feedback on this story. We've got seven minutes here in this segment. You absolutely have time to chime in. Phone call or text. Same number makes it so easy to remember. And reach out to us. 651-461-9226. Three-year-old finds a gun in the parent's bedroom. End table. Top drawer. Horribly Kills himself. Another gun was found, a Glock, on the top of the refrigerator. They had a safe there. It was inoperable. The parents had a, I think I said 13-year-old last second one time. It's a 16-year-old. 16-year-old in charge. I mean, did the 16-year-old know where the weapon was, alerted in any way? We can have this debate on what is the... Right amount of punishment. Is it enough for these parents to live every single day knowing that this epitome of a dereliction of duty took away their loved one? Three-year-old will never have all these moments that so many of us have had. Will never happen because of their incompetence, their laziness, and to not just take the gun out. Unforgivable. It's not enough for me. 
I've said it before in these cases, prison time for minimum one, and if both were involved in this, both. I believe that. More texts here. 651-461-9226. agree with Chad. They must be held responsible. Probation until the child's 18th birthday. Well, we've got two more. So we've got a 16-year-old and a 7-year-old. Every year, what would have been the child's birthday, parents must present the court with a presentation of what the child would have been doing this last year. If it isn't good enough, they go to jail. Load a gun in a nightstand drawer and children in the house. That kind of stupid must be locked away for a while. The parents' guns should be repossessed, and they never should be able to own a firearm again. More text coming. I want Dave. Dave was on the phone there. We will talk about uh, Southwest Light Rail and that boondoggle with a frequent critic, Representative Frank Hornstein, in about 15 minutes. Excellent booking by Dave. Am I wrong? Also next hour. Okay. John Williams had the bit. Here comes the judge. You're the judge. What are you doing here? I wish we had a better way. I mean, if a judge can come up with a creative sentence to avoid prison, I... There obviously has to be punishment, but I I do feel terrible for the seven-year-old. I feel terrible for the 16-year-old who was put in this situation by two absolute moron parents. Not one. Not one. It wasn't one parent who made a terrible choice as far as how they were keeping firearms. It was two. Yeah, the 16-year-old has to think right now, every moment, I was in charge. It's my fault. And it's my fault yes. that my three-year-old, my three-year-old brother killed himself because of the incompetence demonstrated by the parents. Yeah. I, I don't know that there's a better way. You had some suggestions there in the text. You know, obviously, I think taking away your privilege to own a firearm is the easy that's number a, one if you were to say. A, that's we a need given. To, yes, we were to avoid prison. That's not uh, enough for me. Child Protective Services does a walkthrough of the house, and they turn over every damn thing in that house once a week. So that's a start. Um, So you're leaning to where I think more often than not people lean, that they have been punished so much already that if you send potentially both away, what now happens to the 16- and 7-year-old? Why should they be punished even more than they have been now, in particular the 16-year-old? You know, and, and maybe you look at – I don't know that you could do this, but you look at the – clearly, at least in some ways, these people are unfit to be parents. You know, if you look at, if you look at how the 16- and 7-year-old are doing and saying, you know what, there's a better option for that. Yeah. Do you take away the kids? You know, I, I'd still hate that for the kids because I'm sure they love their mom and dad. But what I, I mean, there's a good it's a good indication that those kids don't have much of a chance either. Again, it texts are wild. Don't you think the parents will suffer enough for their stupidity? I, I'm not saying prison is worse. I've made that point like three times. Now I'll make it again. Your number one responsibility as a parent, as a guardian is the safety of your children or other kids in that house. And you cared so little that day that instead of 
getting a safe fixed right away. And until the safe was fixed, the guns are nowhere available in the house. So that isn't strong enough for me. Maybe it's maybe it's only a year. Maybe it's six months, shorter period of time. I believe prison time should be involved. Rusty will have the local news update. CBS will have the national update. We encourage you to podcast our show. It is so easy to do it. Anywhere you get a podcast, you can track us down. Chad Hartman Show, sign up for uh, the show on a regular basis, and you pick from segments and half hours and the entire show. Linda's construction time check is one fifty six. Any questions about your windows? One way to go. Infinity from Marvin Windows. Why don't you check that out right now?